0: And we are live. All right, Blended Family Playbook. It's your guy, Marcus Holmes, the Blended Family guy, coming to you on this amazing October 14th. Um, man, this Sunday, it's it's a good Sunday. I'm in Pittsburgh. Um, it's a little chilly, more than Houston. So some of y'all might think it's hot. It's like 55, 60. Houston, I just left 85 degree weather. So it's going to be a good broadcast cuz I'm I'm here looking over the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball stadium but I got a good friend on the line Edward Smith his wife is on the way they they're an amazing blended family. We got a great show coming for you. Here's what I want you to do. Share because sharing is caring and I want you to share often. I want you to tag people that you know need to be need to Listen to this great information on blended families. they are noted authors, they are certified relationship coaches, and they have a very interesting twist on how they crafted their book, which I want to touch on so even in us talking about blended families, we're going to be touching on a little bit of the business side what they're doing, how they created this, why they created it and and a few little touch points on 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 some best practices so as you know with the blended family playbook we're always touching on families but we're also blending that business we're blending all those things that make people great make families great so this is going to be a good show and here's the awesome thing and, and I told I was telling Eric this I said Eric, it's okay that your wife is on her way. Because my wife, as y'all know, if you've been watching over the last several months, sometimes she calls in. Sometimes she adds her commentary. She can't be with me because she's with my son. She's doing something on her, on, on her own. And guess what? That's what blended family life is about. So I'm just letting you know. See, my dad has already joined, Eric. He's already commenting. Dad, I'm glad you made it. This is the man that made me. <laughs> Um, uh, my mom, she of course carried me nine months, but these two people are always supporting me. So glad you're on dad. I'm here. It's, it's going to be a great show. Eric, tell us a little bit about the Smiths. Tell us a little bit about the Smiths. <laughs>
1: uh, so the, the Smiths are marital, premarital counselors. We do a lot of workshops and relationships. Um, we do any, anything from one day workshop all the way into weekends workshop, weekend workshop um, to a full seven day workshop. As a matter of fact, this within two weeks, we'll be, we'll be going to Costa Rica where we will be doing a workshop there. Um, we will be spending approximately five days there. And then once we get back, we're going to be in Haiti for another seven days so you know and and that's just what we do we became blended as a result of um divorce I was married before my wife was married before unfortunately our relationship did not work out and so we I I don't want to say we found we knew my wife since she was 13 you know and and we grew up in the same church together and and stuff, but she got married and went her way. I got married and went my way. But um fortunately for me, I stayed in New Jersey, but she moved away from New Jersey. So when her relation, her relationship didn't was not working or did not work out, she came back to New Jersey. And so I saw her and you know um I gave her my number, brother, and the rest is history.
0: Wow. So that, you know, and it's funny, that's how it works sometimes, right? It, uh-huh. it, 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 it's, it, I, I'm going to tell you, it's funny. That's almost how my mom and dad's relationship uh-huh. worked out, had known each other, been, been boyfriend and girlfriend. And dad, correct me if I'm uh-huh. wrong. When they were like in second or third grade, right? They were boyfriend, you know, play boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, um, went kind of their own, their own past. I think right after high school. And then, lo and behold, a few years later, after they both had been in relationships, they created a blended family and ended up getting married. And they just celebrated—correct me if I'm wrong, Dad—I believe 43 or 45 years um, earlier this wow. month.
1: Wow, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome, man. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Look who, look who just joined me, brother. <laughs>
0: uh oh, uh oh. We we see. Look, we see it. We see it. how you doing. Hello. Hey, I, I understand you. You handling family? I see it. I see you. I see you. So yes, <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes.
0: Hey, and I see people already commenting, Taria. We have some people from the islands uh, on the show. Taria is from, and Taria, <laughs> d- don't don't get me lying. lying. She's from the Caribbean. She's run from, from the islands. But Taria is going to correct me on that. I believe it's from the Bahamas. Um, she okay. is. uh, my social media manager. So Tari is from the Bahamas. My dad said they had been dating since sixth grade, since sixth grade Wow! and have wow. been married 47 oh, years, 47 years. Wow. Yeah. So oh, I'm letting you know that I love your story already. People that are listening, share this broadcast. All right. I want you to share it. And then if you know somebody that needs to hear this, that is on the brink of divorce, is on the brink of throwing away a second family only because they're frustrated. Mm -hmm. I want you to tag them on this broadcast once you've shared it. And then I want you to go and buy the book. This isn't a sales pitch, this is a life pitch. You need as much blended family support as you can get. This is a family that believes in it, is living it. They're not doing fake. This family lives this thing, and so you need to be listening to them. You need to you need to immerse yourself in that blended family life, and don't give up. So share it because you care about it, and listen because this is going to be a good one. So um Smith, oh man, oh and and Taria just said um she she hears the accent, she hears the accent, <laughs> yes. she hears the accent, and yes. she's from the Saint yes. Thomas Virgin Islands. That's what it is.
2: Thomas, okay. Yes. Well, I- Um, Yeah.
0: So, so tell me, tell me about this, um, the Smiths, what, how did you come up with the name? Um, you know, just, just give us a little bit more background on the Smiths and, and I know it was tough. I know that there had to have been something that called you to want to write this book, to start this mission. What was it? And normally that comes from pain, right? That comes from a struggle. What, what happened there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll, um, jump in here so you know when ed and i got married um we expected this perfect family once we got married right this ready-made family here are the kids here's the wife i knew there were some things i needed to change from Mm. my first marriage and i tried to change them but it was still rough it was hard Mm. Because I had been independent. I had been a divorced mom of three, doing it all by myself. And here I got with this alpha male, right? Alpha male, um, pet of the family, want to do things my way. I wanted to do things my way. And so we butted heads. It was tough. Uh-oh. Um, and what we noticed is that the communication wasn't there. The love was there. but to communicate effectively solve the issues um what happened is a church that we had been visiting regularly started choosing new officers Mm -hmm. they wanted someone to take over their family life department so they approached us they didn't even know us we had just been visiting here and there and when they approached us, we were like, you want us to do what? Your family life? You don't know our story. We, you're barely holding on. Um, but we prayed about it. And the Lord said, yes. and so as we begun to serve in family life, and as we begun to look at the needs of the marriages and the families within the church and the community, that's when we began to work on this thing, you know, um, as we learned more, we implemented them first here in our home before we shared them with others. And we have come to realize that God put us in this ministry because he wanted to save our marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So
0: yeah, this, you, this you know, is what, <laughs> this, this is really good. <laughs> what, what, what you're telling me. When, that... when, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I said when, when we got together. You know, we we knew nothing about about blended family, right? In my opinion, if I, as long as I love um love my my girlfriend at um girlfriend when we were dating, as long as I love her and she loves me, by way of default, the children will fall right into place and love me. You know, I was in for a surprise, brother. Now I got into the the relationship, and now. Then being the alpha male, being the man of the house, you know, I, you know, I'm taking on that leadership and I'm, and I'm rooting up a lot of stuff, a lot of culture that they have, a lot of have. I am eradicating that and said, no, now it's a different family. Here is something new, a big mistake. And so we made a lot of mistakes as we go along the way. And as we made the mistake, thank God we recognize that they were mistakes take back and, and, and we do some stuff yeah. different. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> still We're
2: still learning.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. And I think that's the realness. That's the transparency that, especially in this world of blended families, that people need to see. Because I think that's where, would you say Smith's, um, Smith family, would you say that that is the main reason a lot of blended families, or part of the main reason that a lot of blended families are failing is, they, they're they not getting enough transparency from the people that could really help them. Would you say that's part of
2: it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think we go into it with very unrealistic expectations. Um, you know, we see that has been blended for 12 years who have found their synergy, and we are just getting into it, and we think, like, right. well, it, it took them... A struggle. It took them, they had to go through a process to get there. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. And so when we come into something with unrealistic expectations and we have people around us, people are just not willing to be open and honest. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're just not to, willing to be transparent. They want to act as if everything is okay. You know, and, and oftentimes we get into these blended family relationships and we have extended family who are expecting us to fail. And so we don't want to share our struggle. You know, mm-hmm. we want them to think everything's great. The kids are happy. My husband is perfect. I'm perfect. You see, you yep. were wrong. You know, you were yep. wrong. We're right and you were wrong. And so right. what we do when we live like that is that we kind of isolate ourselves from others, others that can mm. possibly help us.
0: That's, that's some good stuff. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Mr. Smith, go okay. ahead. And, and not another mistakes that we,
1: we, we often make is that we to eat criminal family and we we, we want to live the traditional life in a blended family. Mm-hmm. And they are two different beasts, yes. two different dynamic. And so you have to understand your blend and, and not there are no two blends that are alike. Mm-hmm. You understand me, and you have to understand what your blend, what your blend requires, and feed it that. Um, one of the things that, that we, we need to do is, you know, and I did not know this, but as we as I as I made mistake, I realized one of the things that we need to do as an parent to spend some time with the children. Right, you have to date them um, one and one. Uh, you have to build relationships and, and relationships is very very important i like how rules and regulation without relationship
0: leads to rebellion you know that's and a good so one beautiful. ding 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 er, eric hold on a second hold on when i'm just letting you know how the, fe- how, the how the playbook works when you drop a nugget i got i don't have my bell with me i got that from dr sandersin <laughs> <laughs> I'd be ringing my bell right now saying that's one we got to put up Taria. I need you to make sure we get that one. Repeat that again, Eric. That's something people need to understand because that's what my wife had to help me with too. I'm an alpha male in my family. And Chris Mm -hmm. had to help me understand before I could start disciplining Camille, our daughter, when I inherited this, this wonderful treasure at age six, I had to earn her trust before I could ever earn telling her what to do. And I love what you said because a lot of people and a lot of males have this problem when they get into blended families where the wife already has a male child. They come in trying to trying to, you know, be domineering and, oh, he's going to listen to me. And I have already seen I've seen two divorces from that because he never tried to establish relationship. And that's
2: hard.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want repeat yeah. what you just said, Eric. I think that's huge. Repeat what you just said, please. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, listen, I, I said um, rules and regulations without relationship leads to rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you build relationships with the children, it becomes much easier for you to discipline, you know, if discipline is required, but you can't discipline without having a relationship because they... These kids will look at you like you have two heads. Yeah. So so and so until you can build a relationship, what you need to do if discipline needs needs to take care, you need to discipline through the biological parent.
0: Oh, okay. see, see, this is why I know. Yeah, okay, family. I'm just telling y'all again, I need you to share this. This is good stuff. Here is why. I've I run across a lot of blended family coaches, but Eric, I know that me and you and and your wife we're 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 vibing because that's what a lot of men and women in blended families do not know how to do, and that is parent through the spouse that whose children are the biological children until mm-hmm. that relationship is there. That's awesome, awesome advice parent through the other until the trust is earned and that might absolutely it might always be like that. I'm sorry, go ahead, yes.
2: No, I was just going to say, you know, it was the great late Dr. Miles Monroe who actually um, said that in one of his books. You know, he talks about building relationships and, um, you know, not having that, that it does lead to rebellion. And he wasn't even talking about a blended family. You know, he's talking about even in a nuclear family, you have to have that trust. You have to build relationships. Mm. So- um, and I see Tere, I see your comment. Um, in our Caribbean culture, we are taught to keep your business to yourself. Mm-hmm. So how did you overcome that? Um, and I think the way we overcame it is that as we began to help other families, we re- there is a circle of support. But if you're not asking, ask, get it. Mm-hmm. You know, one one of the things that we established, um, at our church, when we became family life leaders, is something called a couples club. And once a month, married couples got together. We had icebreakers. We had different topics. We played games. And we had conversations mm-hmm. in a very non-threatening It wasn't about judgment. It wasn't about your marriage is great and mine is not. It was about... We're all married mm-hmm. and we all go through struggles. How mm-hmm. can we help each other? If you're not willing to share and open up, you can't get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. So we understand where the Caribbean parents are coming from. We get it. Um, but we know that when you know better, you do better. And it's just as simple mm-hmm. as that. Yeah.
1: You know. Um... Ooh, okay. This
0: is good. <laughs> this is good stuff. Go ahead.
1: Teria. I
2: want to tell you as, as,
1: because i'm from jamaica as a caribbean i had to put down my caribbean culture real quick <laughs> i i had to unlearn a lot of things and relearn new things so that my family mm-hmm. could could grow because the, the the things that i know coming from the coming from the, the caribbean does not necessarily work in my blend so therefore mm. i had to eradicate those things and 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 make way for new things to Mm -hmm. to germinate and my
0: my oh this is some good stuff so eric here here, this we don't have to do a part two on this one because this is this is good stuff
2: go ahead wait a minute wait a minute you're giving my husband a brand new name and he's sitting here
0: oh i'm sorry edward Edward, (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry edward i'm sorry (laughs) I yeah, I'm, I'm saying, good. Man. I'm, I'm so sorry.
1: Listen, you listen.
0: have a there's a friend that I have, his name is Eric, and he, you look just like him. And I've been saying that the last month and a half. Yeah. Edward, I'm sorry. But I'm just, I'm sorry, Edward. Y- y'all, y'all are doing this is some good stuff, y'all. So blended family playbook, it is Edward Smith. It is Edward and and your and your the lovely wife. Give me your name so I don't say it wrong.
2: Debbie, Debbie Smith.
0: That's it. So Edward and Debbie Smith.
2: Yes, great sir. book.
0: Go to Amazon, get it right now. You can still listen to this broadcast on another tab. I am letting you know, Edward, here's the, here's the cool thing that I, I heard you say, and this is just, this is about maturity. When you just said, I had to put away some of the cultural things Mm -hmm. that came from the Caribbean, from my culture, if I was going to make this blended family work. How many people are so ingrained in, I'm of this culture, I'm, you know, whether it's American or Caribbean or African or Italian or Asian or um, um, the Latino community, I'm carrying that trait. And my wife, She's got it. She's got it. They just got to make it work. Or my husband, they just, this is just me. What mm-hmm. I hear, what I'm hearing from you is, you know what? I had to put away some of those things if I was going to make it work. That again is about maturity. And you will, you, you were willing to do anything it took to make your marriage work. Y'all, I want y'all to hear that. That's huge. I want y'all to expand on that some more. Give me some other things y'all had to put away in order right. to make the, the family work. Well,
1: you you, you know, for me, it was very difficult, but it became easier as I practiced the process. And and here's what it is in a marriage. In a marriage, first you have to think less of self. You understand me? You have to. your, Your 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 spouse comes first. In a blended, in a blended relationship, it that even maximize itself more you ha- you have to think less of self always put your because once you start to think more about self that's when you 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 start to feel your ego and and and, and your, your passion and you know what about me you know why am i not getting any attention why you know why why is she telling me that i'm not her dad you know and, and these things but listen you have to be a for me I had to be a husband and I had to be more than, more than just a husband. I had to be a father to these children, not expecting anything in return.
0: Oh, ding, 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 ding. There's (laughs) another one. Y'all, I am letting you know, if you want to succeed in a blended family, Edward and Debbie just said it again, there is no expectation of anything in return. You might not ever get the trust, the emotional love from that child. But if you are if you're doing it with lack of self, with with wanting something in return, you will make it. But if you're expecting the hug, if you're expecting the attaboy, if you're expecting the child (laughs) to say on social media, oh, I love my stepfather. I love them. They're just amazing. You might not ever get that. I'm just telling you,
2: okay with it.
0: And you have to be okay. Be
2: okay. Mm-hmm. That's
0: good. Yep. And, yes,
2: good but, and the biological parent cannot force that out of their children Ooh. either, because sometimes we try to do that. We try to come in on the back end and force a relationship. And all that does is make the children resent your spouse even more. Mm-hmm. You know, they begin to resent them. So we have to be really careful. We have to let the relationships kind of develop organically. We have to create opportunities for bonding, um, create opportunities to sh- share different interests and hobbies and, um, you know, get to know one another. That has mm-hmm. to happen organically. Mm-hmm. Um, if we try to force it, we will find that the children are even more resistant and more rebellious,
0: mm-hmm. rebellious rather. That is good. That is good. So, tell us a little bit about this book, because you know I'm I'm going to be uh, touching on in a little bit those five venoms, the five deadly venoms that can kill a blended family. I w- we're going to be getting to that, but I want to know give give the audience um, a little background on the book and why it can help them.
2: So, you know, this book um, was truly a labor of love. It was. We, um, my husband mentioned probably about two years ago, um, he said, babe, I think we should do a blended family book. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, I don't want to. Um, No, (laughs) but he kept mentioning it. And I said to him, you know what? If we're going to do a blended family book, the children have to be a part of the project because we have not come through this journey just the two of us Mm -hmm. you know it's been a a family affair and so if we're gonna talk about our blended journey we have to include the children and so we did and we just put (laughs) it out there guys we're gonna write a book about the blended family um write write what you want others to know write your thoughts write what you went through um we did not sit down and plan an outline for the book. Absolutely. Everyone not. wrote their individual pieces separately. My husband probably finished, well, he did. He finished his piece first. Um, the kids and I, we struggled a little bit. As I began to write the book, a lot of emotions came up. Mm-hmm. And I was able to reflect on some things, some ways that I failed my mm. kids. And mm. it was interesting. In the middle of the process, I actually sent my girls an email, um, pretty much apologizing, saying, listen, as I'm writing this book, I'm seeing some things about me that I don't like, that I know I let you down. I know you felt like I faded to the back. And I apologize. I'm so sorry. So, and I know that they went through their own emotions as they wrote Mm -hmm. as well. And so we started and stopped, started and stopped, started and stopped. And finally um, we got to the place where we can share our pieces with one another because what we did not want to do was put something out there that was going to be even more detrimental Mm -hmm. to our family. We did not want to hurt any of our children. I didn't want my husband to be hurt. And so we shared what we had written with one another and just to make sure everybody's okay before we put it out there, let's make sure we're all okay. And honestly, when I read some of what my children wrote, I said, "We're not putting this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> we're not putting it out. You know, we are sharing too much of our business. Again, this Caribbean mentality. You know, yeah. now people that we were arguing important to open it up." that we had to share because it was going to help someone else. And um, it has helped us. Mm -hmm. I think some conversations have started that we would not have had if we did not write this book. Mm -hmm. Um, We've done a couple book tours and just listening to the children express themselves, um, having them share some healing has begun to take place. And so it's been a blessing to our family. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's been a blessing to others as well.
1: Yeah. One of the things that we we want to do, we want to make sure that we incorporate in in, in in blended family. For those of you who out there may be listening, not because your parent means that it's right, mm-hmm. you know, and which means that it is okay to apologize to your children. Yeah. It is okay to go to your child or your children and say, listen, the way I approached this thing, I was so wrong mm-hmm. and I apologize. Will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And, and and once you ask for you know, don't leave that place until you talk about some things that you need to put in place to prevent this from happening moving forward. Yes. You have to be intentional about those things.
0: Wow, that's a good one. I think... Um just hearing you say that. So writing the book, it was for people, but it was also therapeutic for you as a family. And I yeah. think that's, that's huge. And I think again, the unique position you, you both took in terms of letting the children write their part of the story. I think mm-hmm. that is so awesome. So I'm just letting you know, when we come out with um, our book, it, it's on marriage. I'm gonna make sure that my 25 year old, I'm gonna make sure my seven year old is able to write something um, as well. Cause I, I, yeah. just, I think that's what's so unique about your book. Yeah, really. yeah.
2: yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, um, each one of our kids just have their own personalities. And I saw the question that just popped up, just please remind me to, um, oh no, it's not a question. It was just you repeating, yes. Um, When you read um, each one of the children's portion of the book, you get to see their different personalities because each child is different. Each child handled the blend in their own way. And so it was just interesting to see the different personalities come out in their pieces. Um, And they didn't write, you know, three three chapters a piece. You know, they each just had their little chapter about, what they remember when From we got married and it was just their perspective. And it's just been a, a real thing. I feel closer to my kids than I've ever felt. Um, there was some open dialogue, ongoing dialogue. I even see the change in the relationship between my husband and my children. And so it's just been a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah.
1: And so I just want to say, say this real quick um, for anyone that is listening and let's say you're not married, but you're still you're still dating each other, you know, make sure that you date your chil- the children. Yes. You have to date the children. The children have to, you got to know who they are. They have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the children needs to have a say-so in the process, you know, um, of the relationship because at the end of the day, you will be living with the children. The children will be living with you, and you want to make sure that you know the, the 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 togetherness is going is going to be there. Now, you know, like as you stated earlier on, brother, that you know, for some, because here's what it is: blend, blend, come in different ways, different forms, right? From from divorce, it comes from the debt of a family, of a parent, et cetera, All those things but but let's talk about blend as it relates to divorce divorce is painful in and of itself right but when a blend comes in, come in as a part in the form of a divorce a divorce to those children is like a member of your body has been severed right and and so, and the pain that comes with with, with with that part of your body that has been severed you know that that member that has been severed from your body and so all through the blend your children that these children are going through so it is your job not only to sympathize but empathize with them understand their pain you cannot afford to come in the blend and and pile on more pain on their pain Mm -hmm. you know you're there the process and and so therefore all you have to do, the only way you can do that, you just got to keep, showing them, love. Yep. keep yeah. showing them love. Keep showing them love. Keep showing them love. And and as we have stated, it may never come back in return. For some, it may take two years, three years. For others, it may take it may take 20 years. Yes. It is not your job to put a, a, a timestamp mm-hmm. on when it should be reciprocated uh, or if it even should be reciprocated. Your job is is to love. Your job is to be the best parent that they will ever see.
0: That's it. That's, that's humongous. Um, man, this is a real, we're going to have to have, I'm going to have to have a, a panel discussion. This was good <laughs> stuff. I. You, this is some really good stuff. And, and, um, uh, Taria, she was responding how she, is divorced, but she was here. Let me, let me show that comment again, but was able to create a better relationship by acknowledging faults and taking responsibility. And I think that's, that's the huge thing. We don't have a whole lot of responsibility being taken. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Accountable, you know, be accountable for, for the role you played, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, we have to hold up a mirror and really look at ourselves and I think that's part of what the book allowed me to do was to really hold up a mirror I had not considered um deeply enough my children's Mm -hmm. feelings about this blend Mm -hmm. you know I found my happy and and I was just (laughs) moving forward with my happy Mm -hmm. but I had to consider them a little more and I I feel so responsibility for that that part of the brokenness in our blended family was because of me and how I approached the situation and so it doesn't feel good you know it does <laughs> not feel good. when you can really take a look at yourself and say listen you need to grow in this area and then you begin to do the work to grow you see the difference it makes
0: Man, that's some that's some really good stuff. I, I so so while I have you here, I have a segment. Oh, and wait a minute, we got some something from from uh, my aunt Cookie. Her name is. She's a real sharp lady. She says maybe you should have a day long conference with guests like the Smiths. Maybe launch promotional campaign and then do the conference later next year. Yeah, she's always. This is what I love about my aunt. She's always trying to figure out, okay, how can we, how can we launch this program and make it even bigger? So I agree with you. I agree with you. Ah, uh, I agree with you. Yes, and and um,
2: just, just let us know. Just let us know. We'll be there.
0: I gotta get y'all. I gotta get y'all in advance because y'all are going to Costa Rica and 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 all these other places around the world. I gotta get you about a year in advance. Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, I, I wanted to show you a clip, um, and I want to get your viewpoint on it. It's something that um, I saw on the Today Show um, about about a month and a half ago, and it's on lawnmower parenting. So I'm going to show this video um, to the audience. You'll see it as well um, if you're looking at this as far as on the audio broadcast. I think you'll still hear you'll still hear the audio come through. But I'm about to show this real quick. And I wanna get your viewpoint on this. So you should be able to see it. Um, I'm going to, let me see. I'm going to, all right, let me see if I can do it this way. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it like this. Yeah, that's better. Okay, so I'm gonna show this real quick and I want your opinion on it. So give me one second. I'm gonna go into the other screen and play it.
2: There's a name for this now. They call it, you know, you hear about helicopter parenting. Now it's lawnmower parenting. Wow! Yeah, which teachers have coined this, and they these are these are parents who go to whatever lengths necessary to prevent their child from having to face adversity, struggle, or failure. Instead of preparing their children for challenges, they mow the obstacles down (laughs) so the kids won't experience the challenges in the first place.
1: Uh, That's hard. You know, I I really do believe that this is probably uh, uh, sad to say a byproduct of the timeout era. Um, when you look at time out the timeout era, just you know it was just kind of a passive way of disciplining your kids. And so now you you turn back around and now you're an adult, you have your own kids, and you just don't want to offend them because this kind of breeds this idea that I don't want to offend my kid, I want to be on the best side. And I get it, it's a real struggle, but at some point you gotta step up and say, you know what, my kid has to go through it. Don't yeah, I just it.
2: I don't understand how a pain-free childhood prepares you for a okay, life It's going to be anything but that. Okay, right? it it is it
0: wrong doesn't doesn't to want sense. my kid to get into, uh, you know, a little bit of a baby fight? He's only three years old, but I mean, I'd like to <laughs> <Yes>. see <laughs> No, it's I would, not wrong. Exactly. I would like to see him get into it a little bit and work
2: it out on his own. That's Please. one of the reasons yeah. we send them to school. It's not just to learn the reading and the writing and the arithmetic. It's also to encounter challenge and, and uh, adversity Sports. and figure out Sports. how yeah. to navigate it, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, the, the cold hard truth is that in life, you lose. Well, There's always going to be someone prettier. There's always going to be some <laughs> someone pain, stronger. Right? Yeah. And actually, how you deal with those moments determine how good and how happy you're going to be in your life. And, and-
0: All right. So, so I want to know what do y'all think about this one? So lawnmower parents, um, give me your thoughts.
2: So listen, as a parent, right, um, I often say that being a mom is like watching your heart walk around outside of your body. When your kids hurt, you hurt. And you do want to do anything you can to protect them. However, you realize that they will not learn to manage conflict. They will not learn to handle difficult people. They will not learn self-control if we step in and handle every situation for them, our job as parents is to empower them. It's to empower them so they can fly, you know? And so if we're doing it for them and taking obstacles out of their way, they're not learning, they're not growing, they're not getting better. So we're actually doing a disservice to our kids. We're doing a huge disservice to them.
1: You know, I would ask the question, are we we trying to teach our children independent or to be dependent mm-hmm. because that type of a behavior to in my opinion is teaching our child our children to always depend on us you know and 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 i don't know why people have a huge problem with failing mm-hmm. you know failure is a good thing it is. because it, it teaches you uh it teaches you how to be successful more Moving forward, So with me, you know, jumping in at all times and, 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 and being there for my children, I don't know if I'm, if I'm doing, you know, any justice to to my child. I have to, you know, I, as parent, you know, so when our children are younger, you know, we parent, yes. you know, um, when once they become 18, 19 and, and these ages, now we advise. That's
2: right. That's right. We no
1: longer parent. Now we, you yeah. know, and. And once we give an advice, we move out of the way. Let them make that decision.
2: Absolutely. So we can't kiss our kids' boo-boos forever. No. Right? No. You're a baby. Mommy kisses the boo-boo. It makes it all better. When they, as they get older, you have to teach them how to take care of their own boo-boos. Uh, absolutely. You know, they have to do that for themselves and you encourage them and you support them. And, you know, you're there as a resource but they have to make decisions on their own. Um, So I work on a college campus, right? Um, I work with college students, I'm a career advisor. I try to help kids make decisions um, about their future. And we just had a meeting um, last week and someone made a comment that we need to be engaged with the parents. And I said, no, we do not need to be engaged with the parents. These are 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Their parents cannot force them to come see career development. They have to realize they have a need for our services. If the parents are forcing them, what are they getting out of it? Absolutely nothing. So there is a time when we need to cut the apron strings. Our kids have to fall down. They have to dust themselves off and they have to keep up. Get up and keep going. Resilience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That's good. That's good. I, I as you were saying that I said yeah that's it's almost like you're no longer telling you're sharing. You you yeah. you and 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 that is that is hard, but I I'm going to tell you Debbie you said something that I think was is so key. And it's very hard because um for for mothers, I know it's hard, but when you said that it when you said it, having a child for a mother it's almost like seeing your heart walk around on the outside of your body. That's it. Cause my wife, she loves my, she loves her children. And I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, and I know it would do anything, but it's hard. It's hard for me as a, as a dad, you know, now, now Mm -hmm. men are a little bit more, um, you know, I want my son, I want to see him, uh, you know, scrape his knee and, and, you know, <laughs> fall a little bit, but right. it's still hard. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm holding back my wife, but that's still my son, right? So yes. right, right, right. that's a great point. And um, yeah. I like, I, I love that. It, this is some good stuff. Um, anything else you want to share about that video to help those parents, especially in a blended family, how to be a lawnmower, paint, how, because here's what I'm seeing, Debbie. Here's what I'm seeing, Edward. Being a lawnmower parent in a blended family, you almost could end up alienating your newfound spouse. Uh-oh, let's, talk, let's touch on that. Let's touch yeah. on that.
2: So part of it, um, being that lawnmower parent in a blended family, and I had to learn this the hard way, right? You, I wanted to always step in and be that buffer between my husband and my kids. I thought that was my job. But what I had to learn is in order for them to work through their stuff and build a relationship, I had to step out of the way. I can't clean up everything for them. I can't step in and be the behind. I have to step out of the way. I have to let them figure it out, build their own relationships. Now, has it been easy? It has not been easy because one of my things as a mom, I don't like to hear people correct my kids. I don't. It doesn't feel good. Not because I don't want them to be corrected, but mainly because they know better. They know better because I've taught them better. And the fact that you have to come behind me and correct them makes me feel like I am failing as a parent. And so I always wanted to be that buffer. Let me step in before he says something. But you know what I had to learn, especially as my kids got older, they have to learn to deal with difficult people, difficult situations. You're not always going to agree with everybody. And so it's in the home that we begin to develop character and perseverance and resilience in our children right here at home.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Good. Oh, wow. this is, this is good. Anything else um, on that video that you saw um, that you want to share before we move on to the five deadly venoms that can kill a blended family and, and even more so just families period. I know that some of these can be applied to just traditional families. That's but okay. Anything else you want to share?
1: I, you know, I just want to share that, you know, you know, we have to be careful about being the, the that lawnmower parent because, you know, if once you be, once you take on that role, you know you will um, alienate your your spouse, and so your spouse can be drowning, and you will never notice mm-hmm. because your primary focus now become that child or those children. Because I want to make sure that you know my, my the, these children are being are falling and, and cushioned; they're not hitting the bare concrete, you know, um, the pavement hard you know, and so your, you, you, your, your, your spouse can, can be so far driven from you ever noticed it because you, wow. you
2: become that tunnel vision yeah.
1: with your children.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's okay. huge. Ooh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Debbie.
2: Yeah. No, I'll just give you another example. So, um, our middle child just turned 19. She's a sophomore in college and she's definitely flexing that independence muscle. You know, she wants to just do things on her own, be out on her own. And we're still trying to hold the reins a little bit. But what I'm realizing is the more we try to tell her what she should do, the more resistance we get. But when we just listen and let her talk it through with us out loud, she comes to the exact same conclusion that we would have come to for her. Right, we, you know, being a lawnmower parent means that you don't trust that you've parented your kids properly. Good.
0: That's good. That's oh, good. oh, ding, ding, ding. Hold on one <laughs> second, Debbie. That Hold on, Taree. Make really sure good. you get that one that because really we have good. a whole lot of great parents. Give me a high five, babe. That's, good. That's, That's a good, good one. That's a high That's five. Good. That's an internet That's high good. five. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want y'all to understand that parents listen to listen to the Smiths. You have done a great job parenting. Look at me now. You've done a great job parenting. Let your kids figure it out on their own while you're providing the, the parameters. You're, you're, you're providing the, 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 the support, but mm-hmm. you're a great parent. Don't, don't start doubting your parenting skills when it's needed most for them to really start figuring it out on their own. That was some good stuff. Taria, let's make sure we get that one. Oh, that's a good one. So I'm letting y'all know what I do with most of, matter of fact, just about every single one of my uh, Blended Family broadcasts, Blended Playbook broadcasts. Whenever I get some of those nuggets, I create quotes and I share them right there. And I'm going to give you all the credit. Don't worry. It's going to be the Smith said X, Y, Z. But that was a really good (laughs) one. Um, Good stuff. Now, we got to transition because I I can't keep y'all... Up all night. I know that y'all have been out working hard all day. Let me ask you this. Let's start talking about these five deadly venoms. And we'll take any questions that come in from our listeners. But give me those top five. What are those top five? And if you want to just go one through five and then go back and talk about one, two, three, four, and five individually, however, you'd like to do that. But let's let's start touching on these five things that can that can cripple, if not kill, a blended family.
2: Well, I would say um, number one at the top of the list is unrealistic expectations. Mm. Just, you know, like I said, you know, one of the things that happens in a blended family is, I know for me, I thought my husband was my hero. You know, he was my hero. He's coming. He's going to rescue me. He's going to fix it. He's going to make everything better. And that's too much pressure to put on one person. You know, so those unrealistic expectations, um, it's venom. It is venom in your relationship, especially when you don't communicate those expectations, <laughs> right? You don't even communicate them. So this person doesn't know what you expect of them. And so when they fall short, you're mad, but he's confused. What did I do? Ooh. So <laughs> uncommunicated and Ex- unrealistic Ex-
0: expectations. Ooh, let me change it then. Hold on. I'm going to, I got to change it. I like that unrealistic and uncommunicated expectations because that I've seen me and Chris, even after 18 years of marriage, uh, well, almost 18 years of marriage, we still get marital counseling, right? And there are certain things as this beautiful rose, which is my wife, as I continue to see these new petals growing. Some of those new petals come with some uncommunicated expectations that yeah. I didn't know that she's had for 18 years. And I didn't know about them until it was d- through discovery. And it's not a bad thing, it's just that sometimes it's the uncommunicated that can get us in trouble. And so yeah. I'm learning you know, to keep asking my wife, um, I, I shouldn't expect her to be the same way she was 18 years ago. She's growing and she's changing and I have to be okay with that. That's good. I, I really like what you just said there. That's good. Another
1: one, yes, another sir? one, another one is, you know, never you talk bad about that parent that is no longer in the home. Ooh, I'm or getting there. Never you talk Bad about that parent that is no longer in the in the home, especially in front of the child. Because at the end of the day, this child—well, in our case, that's um, the children's dad—that's still their dad. And to hear me say anything negative about their father, that is venom to them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I have just I have just pushed the relationship between them and I, maybe twenty years back, yeah. or ten years back. So never you talk that, even when they are talking bad about their dad, you understand me? Never you side with them. Never you side with them. Remind them, always remind them, that's your dad. You still have to respect.
0: That's awesome. That is an awesome, awesome one. It's something that me and Chris decided on early on. And I think that is why now, even though Camille calls me dad, I never, ever once told her to ever disrespect him and when she even did and it, and it was just that that adolescent um I'll say immaturity I would tell her no that's your dad don't you ever disrespect him I would not have you in my life if it wasn't for him mm-hmm. and when she saw that that respect she she realized wow you know I can't I can't even in me being mad I'm not I can't say anything in the presence of 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 you know, Dad, and she called me dad, but she knew I wasn't going to let her disrespect him. So, um, that is an awesome point. Um, Anything else on that before we move to number three? Uh,
1: But, um,
2: no, I think that's no,
1: but but Mm -hmm. here's number three is as wife and husband, never you correct each other in front of the children. It is okay to disagree, but never always allow your children to see a unified body. you know never you correct your the non-biological parent in front of the children because what you would have done with that is by way of default, teaches the children and first to disrespect you and then and second now to start taking sides. Yeah. The children need to see a unified body at all times. once we get in our bedroom, you know, we do all the correction that, uh, that we want. But once we get out of that bedroom, it's a unified body that
2: they need unified to see. Unified friends. Yes.
0: Ooh, I, I don't even need to say that. So I, let me, <laughs> this is, in, in, and I know Edward and Debbie, I know that you coach couples on this because it can get so hard with the blended family. Heck, a traditional family where you, you're both wanting to be right. And you're disrespecting each other for the sake of being right rather than for the sake of showing unity, mm-hmm, letting mm-hmm. it ride until you get to the bedroom. That is that's, mm. that's that I think is a huge one um, that we had to overcome in our marriage. So I'm telling you, all it's real.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, we did, too. Um, I would say number four is neglecting the husband wife relationship. neglecting that husband wife relationship you know we can get so caught up in the needs of the children (laughs) um so caught up in making sure they're okay that you neglect your spouse and that is a dangerous dangerous place to be in you have to put your relationship with your spouse as a top number one priority after your your relationship with God um that husband and wife relationship is key uh-huh. and if you neglect it you're doing a disservice to your family uh-huh. because your children need to see a strong marriage they need to know that this one is different right they need uh-huh. to see it they need to see it um there's already that expectation there's that fear um that sure. You know, the family might break up again. You know, what's going to happen? And so they need to see a unified front. That You cannot neglect that husband-wife relationship. Date each other, for God's sake. Go away, you know, together, just the two of you. It's okay. You're not abandoning your children. You from that relationship.
1: And I would say number, number five is, you know, always love. Allow love to be the center of your relationship. Love not because of, but in spite of.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I'm typing that out. Ooh, <laughs> love. G- give me that last part. Love in spite of. What? What was that before? That, right, there. I'm typing now. I, I it out. said, I, I said, love. Be, uh,
1: I said, um, love, not because of. love not because of, but in spite of. You saying wow. so. You so, yeah. in other words, what, what am I saying that you can't love because they love you, you can't love because they are nice to you, you can't love because they do all the things that you want them to do. You have to love even when you're not getting these things, In spite of,
0: wow, that is ooh, that's a good one, Taria. Make sure we load that one up. That's a good one, Taria. Oh, love in spite of, man. Allow love inspired. to be the center of your relationship. Love in spite of. I would add the other, but you can only type in so much. But that was a good one. We'll make sure to capture <laughs> that whole that that whole phrase um, soon enough. This is this has been a great discussion. Um, may oh oh. Hey, wait a minute. But I like this. Oh, we got Amber Renee coming in now. This is this is one of my my dedicated every time I'm on. Amber is listening here. Here's what Amber says. So let's let's read this. Let's read this. This is good and talk through this. So Amber says, I don't fully agree that a child cannot speak something negative about the absent parent. I don't think that I ever ignored complaints about the absent parent after we divorced. I listened and dealt with the issue with my child and with their father. Sometimes he was just wrong, or sometimes I was wrong and he told me. So Amber, I'm gonna go ahead and let the Smiths respond to that. Bec- um and then I can respond as well um go ahead go ahead Smith so 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 amber
1: here's what I'm saying I'm not saying as the biological as, as too biological parent you should not I'm saying as the non-biological parent and that's where I fall in as as you know in in, in my category in, as the non-biological parent the children should not hear me speaking anything negative about their dad
2: right you always want to give your children the space um, to speak their feelings Express because themselves. their feelings are their reality. You mm-hmm. cannot tell a child that what they're feeling is wrong. Right. What you want to do, though, is to um, show them the proper channels for those mm-hmm having they might be angry at their dad for something well how can you let your father know how you feel in a respectful way Mm -hmm. um and is it a situation where you as the other biological parent have to step in or is it something that the children can have a discussion with their father um and again age plays a huge role here are you talking about a six-year-old that's coming home and saying um you know I went to daddy's this weekend and daddy wasn't home all weekend as a biological mom, you step in and you say to that other parent, Hey, you know, you, it, you had him for the weekend. What happened? He said, you weren't there as opposed to your child is now 16 mm-hmm. and they're saying, you know, daddy never comes through on his promises. Well, if you feel that way, why don't you have a talk with your dad and let him know how you feel in a
1: respect, in a manner. respectful
2: way. Mm-hmm. Um, always in a respectful manner. So we definitely get um, what Amber was saying and we agree 100%. What you said and what we said is not in conflict.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's what I was wanting to say, Amber. Um, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. I was just saying, mm-hmm. I never spoke against my daughter's biological father. Never, right. Never did, never will. And mm-hmm. that's the way it was. And that's what we always advise. But again, Mm-hmm. Camille, we wanted her to have a voice, yeah. and yeah. she did. That's why we still want her to be a lawyer because she's got a lot of voice. But, <laughs> no, she got a lot she got a lot of voice, a lot of opinions. Um, yeah, but the point is is that yes, we wanted her to have a voice, but my voice, my reality, my perception, I never let it impact negatively vocally what I think about her father.
2: Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, you know, and let me just also say here that when you're in this blended family situation, sometimes as a biological parent, you might have something negative to say about your ex and you might share it with your current spouse. I want to caution those current spouses, not just with chiming in and jumping on the bandwagon um, when it comes to the ex but also with the children. Sometimes as a mom, I might just need to vent mm-hmm. about something going on with my kids. It's not open season. for You to now jump in and Uh-oh. say anything wrong and bad about right, my kids. Right. That does not endear me to you as my spouse. That's you know? good. So we need to, we just need to be careful. We need to know when, to just listen to your spouse be that listening ear babe i understand you know i got you i have your back and when to just stay off of it yeah. don't jump in here <laughs> oh.
0: oh let's see so so this is good so amber got gotcha. you and 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 that's why i figured because i know amber well enough now
2: yeah
0: i want to make sure she she understood the perspective when we we stated that so amber all good but I want y'all to understand this show is one of differing opinions. I want you to feel comfortable, safe, absolutely. that you can offer a differing opinion absolutely and it'll be vetted, and I want your opinion so thank you, amber. Um, thank, thank you for you just adding that yeah <laughs> and, and uh, but I want to touch on something debbie um that you you said <laughs> because see mama bear
2: Listen. <laughs> mama
0: bear will come out of. Hiding of Next hybrid. Fast. You want to know? <laughs> I fell into that trap. It was a bear trap. You know, one day Camille was she had done something. This is when we were like, you know, she is six, seven, eight years old and she had done something, you know, something silly, you know, that a kid does. And right. Chris was just expressing her her, you know, frustration. Right. that That any mom or parent would do. And I started going into, I said, well, babe, you know what? You're right. I, and, and, and I just noticed something, too. And I started getting on that bandwagon. I saw, you know, on the exorcist when that yes. when, she, when she changed? Yes. I, and I was just like this. I was in mid-season. I was in <laughs>
2: mid-season.
0: And I saw something. I, and I, I don't want to say it was the devil, but I saw a woman who said, say one more word. You, you ain't earned that yet we just been married about nine months. Yes. And you bring up, and see, this is the good thing, y'all, that I want you to understand. Debbie brought up a really valid point that, and this is why conversations need to be, you need to be around blended families that have been through something. Yep. Get you an accountability partner. Mm. The Smiths have resources out there. You can listen to these broadcasts. Because as we're talking, I'm remembering stuff from 18 years ago. Yes. And you made a very valid point. Don't ever weigh in on that biological parent when they're venting. Yeah. And the bi- now, now, I can do it now, right? I've earned that. I right, earned right. that respect. And me, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying now Camille's 25, but when she was now, you know, we'd been married two, three, four years. I had earned that. I could do it. But right. initially, and and here's the other thing: it's gonna come a time when you can do that. But your wife or your spouse, the biological will let you know when mm-hmm. it's okay to share yeah. in that venting. Because I had earned that. I had been part of that process. I had went to school. I had yeah. been, I had been, you know, I was there. Yeah. So you bring up a great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you bring up yeah. a great point, Debbie. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: And, and guess what? And even when you've earned it, even when you can.
1: You still have to be cautious. You know.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It just, it does not endear me to my husband if all he has to say is negative Mm -hmm. about my kids. You know what I mean? So sometimes even when you feel something negative, if it's not a situation that, you know, talking about it right now is going to resolve it, you're going to be, let it rock. You know, it's okay to let certain things rock. Don't Mm -hmm. constantly pile on the negative. Sometimes praise the kids. Say listen, I've been telling, you know, JD to do this this and this and he has been on point. Good job, son. And keep it moving. Everything does not have to be um an opportunity oh, to talk about the negative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. just be cautious.
0: I, I think yeah. that's a that's a great point to bring up. Um wow, this is we're we're going on 10 minutes over. You've given us the five. I'm going to have to bring y'all back again. This was really good. Edward, that's Debbie, and I'm going to tell cabin, you, brother. we got to do this again. Um, yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Oh, this is some good stuff. Y'all, I want you to tell everybody where they can go to, to see you, to get more of you, even if it's outside of the book, how can they follow you?
2: Yep, so we are all over social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you search for Meet the Smiths, you will see Edward and myself. We have a Facebook page. Um, we have- A group page. We have a group page because we do have a radio program every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to it at um, FM. claire, C-L-E-A-R, dot F-M. And we do- broadcasted live on our facebook page so if mm-hmm. you find meet the smiths on facebook you'll be able to catch that broadcast on tuesdays um we have a website meetthesmiths.org. you can go there see our upcoming events um what else you instagram. can yep we have an instagram page meet the smiths too, too. Mm-hmm. uh we have a twitter that we don't use so I'm not even going to give you the Twitter. Um, listen, social media is a full-time job. It is yes. hard to manage all of them, but um, mostly you'll find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel. Um, if you just go to YouTube and search Meet the Smiths, you will see no, our Monday mornings. Monday mornings with the... No, if they search Meet the Smiths, they'll find it too. Oh, yeah. um, but Monday mornings with the Smiths, we used to have a Monday morning video blog where we would do like a five to ten minute video every Monday morning. We haven't done it in a while, but you can find all the past videos there. And you awesome. can email us info at org with any questions. Um, and of course, Amazon.com, you can purchase the books.
0: That that's good. And and what we'll make sure to do, this is gonna be rebroadcast again and again. Um, so people will see that. I will make sure. Oh, thank you. And Intaria is adding all that information so people can can see you. So it's
2: Thank you, Taria. You awesome. You're amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, there Taria, you go. We need to hire you.
0: <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm t- she's really good. Um I've had Taria um utilizing her services for uh going on a year and a half and um her and her team are really good. Really good nice. people. So nice. Um, here's another one. So she's making sure that we get all these, all these in IG meet the Smiths. And, and again, um, this is going to be rebroadcast again. I want to touch on something of that. Um, my pastor, Pastor Eric Anderson stated, said it all depends on what's communicated and how it's communicated. And he realized, he said, notice it wasn't after one or two years, it wasn't after 10 or 12, but he said for him, it mm-hmm. was unique to the identif- the ID, The identification, the profile of his family, he said after three or four years, he was able to give his wife advice Mm
2: -hmm.
0: with respect to her feelings. And that goes back to, Edward, something you said. Every family is unique. Your dynamic is different from everybody else's. And you can't expect what the Smiths went through, that the Holmes went through, that the Andersons went through, that the Hodges went through to be your experience. That, That goes back to deadly venom number one.
2: Yes. Unrealistic
0: expectations. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: What it, this is going to be a good one. Ooh, this is going to be a fun. Fi- I, I hope people, y'all got to share this. Y'all got to share this. This is a great broadcast, y'all. Oh, and, and look, Eric, 10 claps for Taria. I believe <laughs> <laughs> he works it. She works it. Y'all, this has been a uh, an awesome program. Thank you so much. Um, let's do this again soon. Yeah, um, yes, I pray your safety going to Costa Rica yes. um, I, I I pray that families are are just um, just solidified and those foundations either restored or built up. and so um yeah you know, just I, I thank y'all for sharing your transparency. Go out and see this family guys go out there and follow them, get their information. Um, This is good stuff. And remember, share this broadcast. Somebody I know needs it because blended families are the fastest growing family dynamic in the world. Absolutely. And there are still not enough resources out there. I may not be able to reach you, but the Smiths might and vice versa, but there's still not enough resources out there. So please share this. Somebody needs it. Somebody needs it. And um, I just want to say thank you. Y'all have a great night. Um, We're going to catch you again. Uh, Oh, and and here's Pastor Anderson. Costa Rica, that's one of his countries. So Pastor Anderson does quite a bit of traveling with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And um, I think he was in Cuba a couple of weeks ago. He'll be in Costa Rica this upcoming year. So um, you never know. Y'all might be in the same country at the same time. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get together. Hey, thank y'all. All right. No, this has been great. This has been awesome. So, Smith fam, and thank you for correcting me on that one. Edward <laughs> yes. and Debbie Smith. Hey, listen,
1: listen to me, bro. If you had called me Kunta Kente, it, it wouldn't matter, man.
0: <laughs> I, and I'm like you. I don't I don't get all caught up in it, but I you have an amazing wife who corrected me so and it was so so it was so smooth how she did it. <laughs> it's so smooth. So, hey, I want y'all to know Pastor Anderson wants y'all, um, to connect. Absolutely. So make sure, um, it's, it's, it's Eric James Anderson on Facebook. Go right. ahead and make sure y'all connect on, on messenger or something. And, um, You'll really enjoy his ministry. He's the pastor of the church I attend. And um, we'll take it from there. But I just want to say much success to y'all. Thank you for your transparency.
2: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. You. And
1: you could pass my number on to um, Pastor. I will. No problem.
0: I'll do that. I'll do that right now as soon as the broadcast ends. You got it.
2: All right. Good night. Good night. night, Y'all
0: take care. Have an amazing evening. All right. Blended Family Playbook. Catch us on the next one next week. Kim McQuitty, Wife Ready. She's going to be broadcasting live from our house, and she's bringing it. Her new book, It's Off the Chain. Y'all got to join. Share it. Wife Ready, Kim McQuitty next Sunday. Love y'all. Have a great week. Make it intentional. And the blended family guy wants you to know he loves you. You can make it. Y'all have a good one.
1: Uh, Be blessed, man. Be
0: blessed. You as well.